a lot of us seem to have this misconception that it's the unhappy, dissatisfied, stressed out, anxious employees who are in fact more productive. And um, in fact, nothing could be farther from the truth. Hi, and welcome back to the ERS Walk and Talk podcast. This week's podcast is featuring Professor Raj Raghunantham. Raj is a marketing professor at the McComb School of Business at the University of Texas, where he studies workplace happiness and the return on investment, making a case for happiness in the workplace. Raj has been featured in three separate TED Talks. He has two very successful online courses, and he has written a book that has the greatest title ever, If You're So Smart, Then Why Aren't You Happy? Raj's work has been published in top marketing and psychology journals and in several very popular press outlets such as the New York Times, LA Times, and Self Magazine. This podcast will be the first of a three-part series, and it's going to feel a little bit different because it's not a traditional interview. This is actually the audio from a recent webinar titled Happiness at Work, where we hosted Raj. I felt like this information was too good not to share with our podcast community, especially because this topic is so relevant right now as we're facing unprecedented inflation rates, the great resignation, and employers are trying to figure out how to do a return to the office, maintain work culture, and um, you know figure out this new hybrid world that we're all in. So in this short episode, this is going to be just a 10 a 12-minute episode that will lay the foundation for the importance of happiness at work. Raj is going to cover three reasons why it matters, and he will cite some fascinating research. One of the reasons I found most intriguing for why we should be really focusing on happiness at work is that happier employees are healthier employees and actually live longer. So keep in mind that when Raj is talking about images, that's because he was delivering this presentation with slides. Email me if you'd like to receive the slide deck. And as always, check out our show notes for all of the information that is discussed during this webinar. All right, here we go. This is part one of a three-part series on workplace happiness. Professor Raj, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Lisi. Really appreciate it. I'm honored to be here. And I hope that at least some of the stuff that I'm going to share with you guys today is useful for you and helps increase your happiness levels, particularly at work. Um, okay, so I'm going to answer two broad questions in this presentation. The first one is, why should happiness matter at work? And, and the second question is, uh, what can we do to increase happiness levels at work? Not just for ourselves, but also for our coworkers and our direct reports, particularly if you're in a position of leadership. Um, with regard to the first question, uh, it's a very important question to uh, to address because a lot of us believe that happiness doesn't belong in the workplace. And there's a couple of reasons why we believe this. Uh, one reason is that we think that, well, you know, happiness is a personal thing. And, you know, at work, uh, what we care about are results, your productivity, et cetera. And you need to take care. Everybody, you know, needs to take care of their happiness uh, in their personal life. It's not the obligation of the organization or of a leader to um, increase uh, the employee's happiness levels. And the second reason is that I think a lot of us believe that happier people actually or happier employees tend to be not as productive as unhappy ones. And the reasoning goes something like this. You know, if you're dissatisfied with the way something is, that's when you're going to have the motivation to fix it. And if you're already happy, then you're just going to coast along, you know, so you're not going to really uh, work to improve things. Um, and uh, this is not true. It turns out that research actually shows that it's the happier people who end up producing more, are uh, more productive, et cetera. And I want to start with that. You know, this is a very, very important thing to 
recognize, particularly because we seem to have this misconception, a lot of us seem to have this misconception that it's the unhappy, dissatisfied, stressed out, anxious employees who are in fact more productive. And um, in fact, nothing could be farther from the truth. So let me start with that. This is research from an area called the functionality of happiness. And essentially what this area, um, the reason why it's called this is because we often think of happiness as a feel-good goal. Uh, it's uh, nice to be happy. Um, and you know the reason we seek happiness is because it feels good. There's nothing more to happiness than that, right? But in fact, what the research shows is that happiness is not just a feel-good emotion, it's also useful to be happy. Um, one of the ways in which it's useful to be happy is that happier people are more healthy. Uh, happier people have better functioning immune systems, better functioning cardiovascular systems, better functioning respiratory systems. Uh, in the end, happier people end up living longer. Um, and to a lot of people, this is kind of intuitive, right? If you think of yourself as a machine, to use a metaphor, um, say like a car, then happiness might be the quality of the oil, you know, that's uh, put into the car. The better the oil, uh, the uh, more, you know, high quality it is, the better the machine is going to run, right? In a very similar way, if you're happy, it's the oil that lubricates your system, so to speak. And so you're going to have everything work a little bit better. And this is important in organizational contexts because what it means is that uh, happier people are going to take less sick leave, right? If you're going to be healthier, you're going to show up for work more often. Uh, and in fact, that's been shown in a study uh, conducted in the US. What they found is that happier employees on average take um, 16 less uh, sick leave days in a year than unhappy employees. And that's a significant amount of days. 16 um, days is really just over three weeks. You know, 16 work days is just over three weeks. So that can make a big difference in the long run. Um, so that's one. The picture on the lower right represents uh, collegiality and what the research also finds, and this I'm sure is intuitive to a lot of you guys, uh, is that happier people are more collegiate. It's easier to get along with happier people. Uh, so imagine that you're working you know, on a team project with somebody else and that person is lighthearted, optimistic, um, even though you're, you may be doing serious things, they don't take themselves too seriously. They're open to criticism, etc. All of these are qualities associated with happier people. And unhappy people might tend to be easily stressed. Everything's a little bit serious. You got to kind of walk on eggshells when you talk to them because you never know when you're going to, you know, get them into an emotionally intense state. Uh, who do you rather work with, right? Obviously, it's the former rather than, than the latter. And not just because it feels good to work with people who are happier, uh, you're also going to be more productive, particularly in the long run, because um, you tend to get, uh, you know, you tend to be more motivated to get to work uh, when you're working with a happier team member than otherwise. So just in terms of sheer number of hours worked on a project, it's likely to be greater. And also, uh, it turns out that you're likely to have a more productive working relationship. For example, you can um, give them constructive feedback and, and uh, even criticize them, uh, some of the things that they're doing, uh, knowing that they're not going to take it badly, right? Whereas if they're already anxious, uh, you'd be watchful, and therefore you can't really be honest. And likewise, uh, you can't ask for honest feedback uh, because if they're feeling stressed out, uh, they may be worried about stressing you out, right, with the feedback that they give you and so on. Uh, so this has been shown in organizational behavior literature that happier teams tend to outperform uh, unhappy teams, particularly in the long run. So it's one thing if you're only going to work on something for a week, right, then it may not matter as much. But if you're part of a team for a long time, uh, which is typically the case, right, on projects, uh, say a few months or even a couple of years, 
then it's definitely much, much better to belong to a happier team than to a less happy team. Uh, the final um, picture on the lower left uh, represents individual level productivity. And what we find is that happier uh, people, even if they're working individually, uh, not in teams, tend to be more productive. And uh, the reason for this um, is, is because of a couple of things. One is that happier brains or people with happier brains tend to be more creative. And um, I may not have the time to get into all the research here, but essentially, uh, if you have a, uh, if you're in a happy state, all parts of your brain are active. Uh, whereas if you're feeling anxious and nervous and stressed out and irritated, only what's called the limbic system, which is the oldest part of the brain that we adopted from our reptilian ancestors, um, that's active. And so that part of the brain is very good at making fight or flight, black or white decisions. And so if your job involves kind of guarding a village from uh, marauding, uh, you know, uh, members of an opposing tribe, then maybe it's better to be stressed out. It's going to um, pump adrenaline into your system. It's going to keep you awake. But that's not the kind of jobs that we have. Our jobs involve uh, subtlety. Uh, it's more mental than menial, right? And so when you have to kind of uh, be creative and innovative and uh, figure out what to say to who at what time, and, you know, because all of these things can make a big difference to the ultimate productivity of the organization, it's much, much better to be in a happier state because it's going to make you more creative. It's going to make you more objective. Okay. So, a bunch of reasons why. Uh, happiness is not just a feel-good emotion. It's also functional. And what we find in a meta-analysis, which is anal analyzing um, a number of papers who have, uh, that have examined this, uh, what we find is that uh, on average, happier uh, organizations tend to be about 10% more profitable than less happy organizations. So controlling for the size of the organization and the industry of the organization and so on, we find this to be a pretty robust effect that happier organizations uh, outperform less happy organizations. At the individual level too, um, several studies have established this across now, I think eight countries, that happier employees tend to outperform less happy employees and therefore earn a higher salary. So on average, the happiest quintile, which is the happiest 20% of the workforce, earns on average 32% more salary than the least happy quintile. So this is a, this is a huge effect, as you can imagine. Okay, so that's the first thing that I wanted to cover. And again, I want to re-emphasize why this is important, right? This is important because happiness is not just something that feels good. It's also useful to be happy. And in most organizations, even if uh, one way to take the perspective of, okay, our business is not happiness, our business is profitability, or our business is productivity, our business is serving customers, etc. Even from that perspective of achieving those goals, uh, it is useful uh, for maintaining a higher level of happiness in your organization. Okay, So that's one way to uh, think about this. So happiness, in fact, affects your ROI. Okay. All right, that wraps up part one of our three-part series featuring Dr. Raj Raghunantham of the University of Texas McComb School of Business. I found that information just so incredibly interesting and enlightening, and I hope you did as well. Next week, we will dig into part two, where Raj is going to teach us how to measure happiness, and uh, this, will, this will require maybe not doing as much physical activity, but actually sitting down with a pen and paper and doing a little bit of self-assessment. So come back for part two. As always, check out our show notes for the links to more information. And I also am going to throw the links to Dr. Raghunantham's um, online courses through Coursera and edX. If you want to engage, they are 100% free and just full of incredible content. All right, y'all have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll look forward to connecting with you in the future. Take care.